Welcome back to another episode of Beautiful Adaptive Warrior. I'm your host, Angie Huser. Joining us today is special guests all the way from Copenhagen, Denmark, the co-founders of Levitate. They manufacture prosthetics for amputees who are interested in getting back to an active lifestyle. The best part is, and what I love most about them, is that they have made it affordable for the average person to be able to go ahead and purchase that and empowering amputees to get back to an active lifestyle. With me today, I have Les and I have Andrew. Uh, welcome, guys. Thank you so much. Um, we would just uh, like to start off here and just kind of uh, with an introduction on and why I would have you on my podcast and, and what this is all about. So um, if you can kind of just delve in, uh, let the audience know who you are and, and a little bit where you're from and where this all started. So we're called Levitate. Our Instagram handle is levitate.sport, but actually the company name is Levitate. We know it's a bit confusing, but uh, we're sort of trying and assembling it all together. Um, we've uh, we've developed a, a sports blade um, that we're trying to help amputees uh, get at a very, become very accessible for amputees at an, at an affordable price and, and um, help them really buy it directly from us rather than having to get approval from their prosthetist or something like that. It's the, the simple concept of Levitate is that you should be able to um, get our product uh, very easily and seamlessly put it on yourself, like plug it onto your existing socket and, and just uh, go out there and, and, and do whatever sporting activity that, that you please. Um, by that, we, we uh, have we come up with this mission, I guess, that, that, sort of encompasses everything which is uh, to empower all amputees to live an active life it's something that we know is uh, is not always the most um, the most easy for for amputees as i'm sure both of you guys uh, would know for sure tell us a little bit about like who you are and the lead up to to all of that because it's amazing and anybody that's listened to my podcast knows that i am hoping to empower them as well to be mentally healthy and heart healthy and physically healthy. And so you guys, that's how we kind of connected is when I heard what your mission was, I just loved it. So how did that come about? A personal instruction would be a, be a good thing. So, so here today, um, me speaking now, let's say I'm the, I'm the CEO on, on Levitate and, and co-founder, uh, started the company together with the, with Andrew. And um, so, as as you know, Angie, uh, I'm an amputee myself, and has been for um, for 17 years now. And I have always been very, very active as a person. Um, since I was three years old, I, I I started gymnastics, and I've been that's that has been my sport of choice. Uh, my my, you can say in in my youth. So. I was doing gymnastics uh, several times a week um, and I was signed up for, um, for a boarding school, which was all about gymnastics. Um, a couple of months before, um, before the boarding school, I went into um, to a traffic accident and I lost my, uh, my right leg above the, above the knee. So 
being a teenager, being 14 years old, and you know, my entire life at that time was about uh, sports and gymnastics. Um, it was, it was, it was a bit of a tragic accident being there in bed, getting to know the story uh, from the doctors that I'll probably be able to walk again, but but being able to to run and do sports was simply not something that I should put my mind into. I was told at that time, and. I've, I've always been this person that when, when people tell me you can't do it or, you know, you should not put your nose into this. So I want to prove them wrong um, because for me, it's, it's, it's very important to be, to be, to be active, um, move my body and being able to, to do what I want to do. So um, I, I quickly realized that, that, you know, I had to put an effort into, you know, making my body um, work again so I could, you know, get back to walking, running, and then eventually go back to gymnastics um, really fast. So to fast forward that story, I, at gymnastics, uh, again, um, within, a, within half a year after I lost my leg. Um, so that was, you know, that was, that was amazing for me. So, so I, I went to the school and I, I did gymnastics for, for a year. I, I was out doing 200 live uh, performances together with, with the 200 other students on the school. And, you know, that was really what I, what I did for that year. After that, I was, I, I kind of, I stopped gymnastics, but I went into a lot of different sports. So I, I, I went to the gym, I started playing football, I started playing basketball. And so basically you spent your, your teenage years and growing up being as active as you possibly could, even though, despite the roadblock of having lost your leg and losing it tragically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One yeah. of the things yeah. is a lot of people are getting uh, funding for, if, especially if you're in the youth, like if you're a young person below 18, maybe you can get funded a little bit easier. We used to play to compete in high school and stuff. And as adults, we're like that forgotten little cluster, you know, yeah. of, of wanting to compete at our own levels, but actually doing stuff with no real team to join or being a part of something bigger than just doing it for ourselves, right? And so that's probably yeah. where you're picking up is when you decided it was time to get back to that, yeah? Yeah, that was, it's true. So I, I used to go to, to a lot to, to the fitness and to the gym. And a couple of years ago, I, I really wanted to get back into doing more cardio. I wanted to go back for the, for the Sunday run. I wanted to be able to, you know, uh, play soccer with my friends. I wanted to, I wanted, actually, I wanted my friends to not think about, should we invite Lesser for this or should we not invite Lesser for this? Because that is, that's basically been on their mind because they knew that if they wanted to do an activity, it was actually a question, should they invite me to the Facebook group or should they not invite me to a Facebook group? So at one point I, I decided to, um, to do something about that. And in, in order to, to get back into that game, I had to, um, I had to get an activity prosthesis. So I started to look into, you know, what my possibilities actually were to get a, a sports prosthetic at that time. And, you know, being an adult, 30 years old, um, even, even though that is not that, um, that old, you know, the, the possibilities for me, they weren't really there. 
Um, so I looked online and I talked to a bunch of people and I started to figure out the prices and 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 how how to get a sports prosthetic. And I realized that a lot of people are doing uh, either they you know they give up in the process because the process can be very very long, or they they raise a lot tens of thousands of dollars in order to get uh, to get a sports prosthetic. Um, and I'm educated as a civil engineer. And at that time, you know, I know how to build products. And I figured, you know, this, this cannot only be me. So who else out there uh, wants to become active again? So through my, uh, my personal Instagram landing on my feed, I started to ask people, you know, if I built this, you know, will you be a part of this? And people said, yeah, sure. That would be amazing to... Um, to be able to be active again. So at that time, I decided to quit my job and start um, Levitate. Nice. I, I'd like to ask, like, um, when when you were first trying to get back into it and you were looking for a sports prosthetic, um, did you get any prices? And, and, and what type of pricing were you looking at? Very good question. Sure. Um, I was looking into two different options. And what I figured uh, first and foremost was that even though I wanted to, it wasn't possible for me to go in and buy it somewhere as an, uh, as an individual. I couldn't just go online and I couldn't find it and I couldn't buy it. Um, so I had to go through um, my prosthetist in this case. And in Denmark, it works like this, that you can either, you can apply for it or you could pay for it yourself. Mm. Um, the prices that, that I was getting at that time was uh, for a foot and a knee and a socket would be 15 to 18,000 US dollars. What I love about you guys and what I think is what everybody really needs to hear about you, what Levitate does is the, the blade you guys is not just for running, it's for movement, it's for being more limber, um, left right movements, uh, jumping. Um, you can't jump, you cannot jump. I tried jump rope with my sea leg and you might as well have stuck like a stick on my leg. It just was, I just pounded the ground. I, there was no flexion in the knee. I think that intrigues me more than anything because I've never been built as a runner. Um, I force it on myself, but I want to move. I want to be quicker in just movements, you know, left, right. I want to get back to maybe boxing. I used to box. I'd love to box, but I'm not going to be able to move on uh, like a tippy toe movement and a boxing ring with a sea yeah. leg. And oh. so I think that's the beauty of your mission to empower people. You guys, they're not empowering people to run. That's a great thing, but they're empowering you to move. I think it's a, it's a very important um, point that you're making here. And if you think about, you know, just take a sample of everybody that you know and and you know two people with two legs and then think about you know the different activities that they are doing within sports you know people are playing tennis they're playing basketball they are cardio workout they're doing crossfit and, and all kinds of different stuff and then take that into the amputee community and and then consider you know what what people were doing before and, and also what they want to be doing. But you will need, you will oftentimes need an active angle in order to do that, to do this, those uh, swift uh, left and right movements, up and down jumping. So it's not only about running, it's about being more active within 
physical activity that you want to be. Right. Very true. Um, just to, to, to really just touch on one of the points that we were, we were discussing um, in regards to, to actually acquiring a running blade as, as they call it, or the activity blade. Uh, if, if, if you were doing that in the U S how, how would you go about doing it? Like if, if I was to give you a task and say, uh, you want to go and buy a, a sports blade, how would you do it? So uh, you can ask insurance, they'll deny, 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 deny. Um, mm -hmm. One thing as an amputee that we find out is everything is a want, not a need. Even my leg, um, I, I fought four weeks to get my walking leg because of the level it was. I'm an active person and I proved it with the testing that we have to take as amputees and they still wanted to deny it. I mean, there's not that many avenues that I did try to get a ski foot through one company so that I could actually have some flexion in my ankle and have a real rugged mechanical foot snaps into the binding. You know, I tried to do that and they said, well, your, your prosthetist needs to reach out to us. And, and that's, that, that's the same story we get with that. You mm -hmm. actually can't reach out to them directly. It, they will tell you that your prosthetist needs to, needs to get in touch or something along yeah. those lines because it's really a, more of a business relationship uh, with the yeah. prosthetist uh, who then will resell it to you uh, sometimes for a, a larger price, which is another yes, aspect that, that we really want to uh, sort of cut out, right? Um, because one of the issues that we had is not only is it already inaccessible in the sense that you can't just go and, and, and buy something wherever, even if it was expensive, you can't go down to the shop, you can't go down to uh, Dick's Sporting Goods or something along those lines mm -hmm. and just get it. Um, that's, the, that's one issue. But the other issue is you don't really understand this whole, sort of the whole chain of supply. What is the added costs for an, uh, a prosthetist? What's the markup they take in order to, to reset right. it to you? Some may not do anything and, and, and some may do a lot uh, simply because it's, uh, it's, it's, it's the, the business of a prosthetist. Of course, when they resell products is, of course, they need to make money themselves as well. Um, yep. And there's some reimbursement from the government, insurance companies, so on and so forth. And <laughs> sports blade, it can sometimes fall into the same bracket, even though it's a, is a, a product they will sell directly to the consumer rather than actually reimburse from the insurance company, the government, uh, or, or however the, the system works, um, right. which means that uh, if you buy a, a blade, which may cost, let's say, 7000 if you buy three prosthetists, it may cost ten or $15,000, uh, which is obviously not a, an ideal, uh, ideal case for the end user. Um, so um, one of the things that we're really focused on is cutting out the middlemen and making mm -hmm. sure that the product lands in the hand of the consumer and the consumer is able to get an upfront price completely transparent no added uh, no added service cost no added nothing warranty like you would with a uh, with with a, another product you would buy uh, at the shop or, or whatever and of course in a com comes in an accessible format where they can just enter the website choose the product they want uh, and, and simply buy it and and that's part of the freedom of of levitate is that not only are we giving a product that makes you physically free? But the freedom to get this product is a whole other aspect because what we see with amputees is that they're sort of a lot of times being told what they can get. They're actually not making that 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 the free choice. They're not able to make those decisions yeah, by themselves not. because right. 
they often uh, they're often being told what to do and we don't think that's fair we believe that amputees are normal people like everyone else and so they should also have the ability to buy and sell things like everyone else uh, including getting a running blade or a sports blade or an activity blade whatever you want to call it um and just mount it to the socket and off you go okay so here's here i'm going to play the person that's listening and and um, cause I know a lot of this from you guys and talking, but this sounds amazing. Like if I were listening right now, I'd be like, oh my gosh, I can feel it. But then of course my question will be, how is it made? What product do you use? And what made you an expert on making these besides the fact that we do have an, an above knee amputee that has made these and an engineer, tell me a little bit about right. that aspect. Right. So that yeah. we can give that reassurance that, okay, money is obviously a, a huge factor, but we want to make sure that, you know, that you ship something from Denmark out here and all of a sudden they get it and they, they got to trust that like my first thing when putting on a running blade, are you sure it can stand my weight? <laughs> I don't want to all of a sudden bound and snap, you know? Yeah. So obviously yeah. that's, that's the legitimate fear of the product that is being used, the, the actual material. So can you speak to that? Sure, sure we can. And also a very good um, question. So so first of all, I, I, I guess that we have to understand that where we're coming from. So I'm educated as a, as a civil engineer and I've been uh, working within product development for, for, um, for more than 10 years. Um, I, um, I've been working in the maritime industry that works with a lot of different fiber materials. They work with glass fiber, they work with carbon fiber, they work with uh, huge productions um, in Denmark and, and across the globe uh, for producing, um, you know, boats and boats halls and stuff like that. Um, so I've been working within the, the, in the industry for, um, for more than 10 years. And so when we're talking about uh, the products that are that are on the market currently, um, we have to understand, you know, the, the different kind of materials that they are. You will see that most products are made from from carbon fiber, which is a strong material, but also a very very light material. What we are using is glass fiber, and the reason that we are using glass fiber is because you will see that the glass fiber has a little bit more weight to it. It's not a lot. It's, um, and you don't feel it when you put it on, but you can bend the glass fiber so much more without anything happening to, to the foot. So basically you will see that we can take our uh, products and we can collapse them completely and they will go back to the initial state. If you did the same with a carbon fiber, it would scatter. So in terms of, of, of choosing the materials and, and engineering the materials, you know, we have purposefully selected um, the glass fiber material because it can just withstand so much more um, force. And obviously, you know, in the in the development period, we've been testing various different kinds of materials, um, and we obviously, of course, also put it to through the same test that that is you know required within the industry. So, you know, all of the different ISO tests that that is the standard. So, <clears throat> we have tested our legs for running hundreds of marathons in a machine with with a load of a, a very very overweight person and you know the, the the leg just continues and continues and continues running so that is really what we have what we have done here and i think a, a great addition to that is also that we have made it in in connection we have developed the blade in connection with the danish technical university on top of that um 
Nice. So we're getting quite a, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, experience that has been sort of manifested into this uh, into this blade. Um, okay. I think one thing that's actually important is that some people may ask is why do everyone else make it in carbon fiber, and yeah. why haven't they thought about this? I think that's an that's an important question for us to answer because if you look at a running blade today, and I call it a running blade because that's traditionally what we're what we're seeing this blade as, where we're we're seeing people in the Paralympics, we're seeing people at the height of sports using this blade. Now, if you are an elite sport sports per person, like and you're running a hundred meter dash and that's your sport, mm. then a carbon fiber blade weighs a few hundred grams less than a glass fiber blade, which means that that may be the difference of, of you running uh, 9.1 seconds instead of uh, 9.3 seconds or something along those lines. Um, so for, for an, the, the, the height, at the height of sports, it may make a, a, a small difference in terms of the weight of the blade. But for the average person, what matters most is that you have a blade you can rely on that doesn't snap in half that you can use for a longer period of time that can withstand weight and can withstand the wear and tear better than a, a carbon fiber blade. Um, and so that's one of the reasons why we, 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 uh, we, we chose glass. And, and that's the reason why the traditional blades are in, in carbon fiber, uh, because they are designed towards the elitist sports person, whereas ours is for the everyday person, so on, as, as you would say, right? The, the person who wants to be active, who wants to play tennis, but maybe not uh, at Wimbledon. Um, right. So, so that's a, a little bit of, of of background. And actually, we've seen that a lot of people uh, who come to us have said that they've snapped. They've actually uh, they've ruined a couple of uh, of carbon blades. So, if you've been out spending ten thousand dollars on a blade or more for for some of these blades, and all of a sudden they they snap in half, then you're just looking at another expense of the same right. astronomical amount. Um, so that that's also one of the things that we're trying to overcome is 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 this problem that they actually uh, delaminate and then snap, right? Uh, so we want to make something that that can last you uh, a long time. And and going speaking to that, I had another question, but now since we're on that that kind of little train there, do you guys have? And I know that you'll have more specific questions that'll come to you, hopefully through people in this avenue will reach out to you specifically on very specific. But when it comes to um, selling, is there a warranty to that? Is there a customer service aspect of it? Have you ingrained all of that? So it's not a it kind of like the paper trail's gone kind of feel like, okay, they're, they're way over there in Denmark. They sold us it. They yeah. got our money. We're done. What, what is it that, yeah. what kind of peace of mind do they get now that they know what the material is made of? What's the other peace of mind? Um, so it comes with a, a normal standard of warranty, like you would get with any other product, right? Um, on the customer service aspects, what we're trying to do is not only give people a product, but also serve an experience. So, for example, when, when you reached out to us in the first place, we sent you a few workout videos, you know, so you can get started. And I think that's one of the things that we can we, we try to digitize this getting activated. So not only are you getting the product, but also let's try to make you uh, help you become active, help you trust the blade. So if you if you see some of the videos that we send you, some of the exercise videos that, that we have recorded, they're all about making sure that you can trust the blade balance on it, make, make sure that you understand that this blade will work with you, that, that it will, the weight of you will be very easily uh, absorbed by the blade and it will, in turn will give you some, some, some power. 
uh, and then sort of build up your confidence through some exercises. Uh, so that's an aspect that we're going to focus a lot on, making sure that that you're not only buying the product, but then you're you're getting an experience as well, and you're sort of joining a community of people who will uplift you to try and you know do new things and and try and uh, and, and become better on your blade. Um, we've had uh, people asking us things about the product. We haven't had any complaints yet, but uh, but um, people asking us things or uh, someone wanting to change from one blade to the next. And we've we've we're sort of generally accommodating. But one thing is for sure: if if the blade is if there's something wrong with the blade, we're exchanging it. We're uh, we have great faith in in our product development, and and for sure we want our products to to stand out there as, as the most reliable on, on the market. Um, and, and that's one of those aspects that, that really need to be covered. For sure. And I know I had one lady reach out to me and say, please ask them to have videos because that that is the other aspect. Like, I think the one thing that drew me to the landing on my feet page when you, when you started that one last, um, and that's how I found you actually originally about two years ago, was I knew I had this blade in my hand <laughs> and I was just getting used to my regular leg for the first time and then I was going to put this bouncy lightweight thing on that just almost made me feel like I was on a trampoline the first time but I had no circle of people to work with and I started looking at your site and I was like oh that is so nice they're on a track they got people working with each other it's not just some two two-legged person working with the one person like I was fortunate enough I had a great PT working with me after my amputation but even their knowledge base, I exceeded. Yeah. You know, they got me on a treadmill. They put me on a harness, but I just was uncomfortable, you know? And it was just kind of one of those things like, well, you've kind of outgrown us. You were learning from you now. So I think you're done here. And then I was mm-hmm. like, but I really didn't, wasn't comfortable yet. You're touching on a very important point here that that, that is talking into our community building. Um because what we see often is that if you as an amputee, you get a hold of a sports prosthesis, you know, someone will assemble it for you. And then oftentimes you're left on your own. So you have to figure out how, how, to, how, to, how to actually use it. Um, and what we're doing is that, first of all, the, the box comes with everything you need to install it. It comes with installation videos. It comes with the tools that you need to install. It comes with everything. Hmm. And then second of all, what you will also get in the box is a video guide on how to get started, how to get comfortable on your blade, how to get started with running, how to get started with the different other exercises. So it comes with a with, with nice. an entire package. And then on top of that, what we're also building is a community that you will see that, that first of all, our levitators are kind of, you know, they're already helping each other. So they're, they're talking about, so I just, I received my blade last week and um, this is the video of how far I've got. And then we have people commenting on each other and saying, oh yeah, I see that you're doing this. Try to, if if you do it like this, you will get this experience out of it. If you do it like that, you will get this experience out of it. So people, they talk to each other within our community. And if if they if they have a question, they can obviously raise it directly to us. But But we see that Oftentimes, people they jump in before we got to get to the get to the keyboard, and they will answer it before us. So that's that's really that's cool, cool to see. That is cool. Now, is that some sort of a group that they can be a part of once they have purchased a blade, or is that just happenstance because they're commenting on one of your videos or 
putting something out there, hashtagging you guys. Yeah, so so a lot right now is happening directly on Instagram. And we also know from our um, customers and our ambassadors that people are asking a lot of questions in direct messages. Anton, one of our runners, is, is getting a lot of questions about you know how he became um, at that level where he is now. And, and Anton, he's helping out so many people um, with uh, running specific exercises. And sometimes he's even you know going in the garden and shooting a video and, and helping somebody. Um, so a lot of these questions are coming in the direct messages to, either to us or to, to some of our ambassadors and, and reaching out. And then also it's just the, the comments below the pictures and the videos. And then obviously we also have the package that comes out with, with, with the product that is how to get started videos and stuff like that. That is also a part of that. That's really cool. Uh, so I need you to touch base on this one for my own clarification, but also because I did have somebody reach out to me today about this. Um, very excited. She was to get uh, reach out to you guys to hopefully get um, her own blade and was mm-hmm. going to her prosthetist to make a separate socket for the running blade. What is your answer to that? Yeah. So I think the short answer to that would be that every single one of our customers to this day is using their walking socket. And they're switching between walking leg and blade on their own. Obviously we, you know, if you see, again, if you look into to, to the Olympics or the, to, to the elite athletes, you know, some of them, they have another socket for their running blade because the fit just have to be super, super, super tight. If you are, if you want a gold medal in in the 100 meter sprinting, but if you're just a regular person who wants to become active, you know, most they just install it directly on their existing socket, and that's it. It's easy and enough it also, to interchange. Yeah, it comes with everything in the box. So we also have videos on that. I think the thing um, with the doubles, I think yeah. if, if there's an important point to make. Why? Yeah. So yeah. so I got. Uh, uh, I, I engaged in, in a conversation with a couple of, of amputees on, on this uh, specific topic the other day. And, and they asked me, because they've seen pictures and videos of me exchanging from, from my walking leg to my, uh, to my running leg. And I wanted to touch upon uh, a couple of different points. So we've been, we've, first of all, we've been talking about you know, the, the accessibility and the pricing and, and, and what goes on here. So the first point would be that as an amputee, Everybody knows that your residual leg, it changes volume, it changes shape, it changes size over time. And I can only speak from a personal point of view right now where I'm saying that every year, at least I'm getting a new socket. So mm-hmm. say that I made the decision to go out and buy my own uh, sports and activity blade and also an additional socket. It would put me in a situation where I would have to every year I would have to buy out of pocket another socket every time because if my leg changes size, I would also have, you know, now I have two sockets. So I would also have to exchange my additional socket every time. And then the idea kind of goes off, right? So there's a pricing uh, aspect. And since for me, again, you know, the, the second point would also be the size and the weight of the thing that I would have to, to, to carry around, the, the equipment that I would have to, to right. carry around. Thinking of it, um, going to, to, to the gym or going to practice or just going out for, for a run. I'm, a, I'm an above-the-knee amputee, so, so um, 
so so the weight of the thing that I would have to carry around if it was a complete leg, it would be yeah. half my height that I would have to carry around, and also it would be a big heavy thing. Mm-hmm. So it, it it just makes it so much easier for me to just carry my blade and then exchange it whenever I need it. Yeah, and and, and yeah, the third point is is if if you think about the things that you guys mentioned in the beginning, uh, this like private aspect of your residual limb. Uh-huh. If you're someplace in public, you may not want to take off your socket. You understand what I mean? So and start right. changing all this stuff. It's much more comfortable just to change the actual uh, the actual prosthetic rather than start to like take off your your uh, your your oh. socket and change the new one and so on. Um, and we, oh, we don't think it's fair. It, it's it's unfair for for the for yeah. the the uh, the amputee that they need to think about all of these things when. As a matter of fact, it's a super <laughs> basic thing to exchange. We've done a video where Lasset literally does it in two or two seconds, or thirty seconds, or whatever it is. Uh, it's, right. it's it's not a big deal, and it should be uh, easy and uh, allowed for everyone to simply exchange between these uh, prosthetics as they see fit. And, and it's you know it's interesting because when you first asked me the very first time we talked, you said so how many sockets do you have? And I was so proud. I'm like, well, I actually have two that fit right now. And you're like, mm. and you know, it, when you say it, it makes total sense. The sockets themselves are expensive. People don't, I don't think they realize what goes into making those and yeah. what those can cost just in and of themselves. And I'm fortunate enough that like I have a certain deductible with my insurance that when there's proven change in my weight, and my diameter, then the insurance will okay it, but they'll okay like one every six months or more. And in two years, I've got like eight or nine sockets because I dropped so much weight and was so active so fast that I really haven't yet been comfortable enough in my socket to feel comfortable probably in my running blade either. And the the movement, Mm -hmm. you're right. Like even when you're running, like I can tell the difference between hiking. If I hike for an hour, I can pretty much pull my socket off by the end of my hike. Yeah, I think it's an interesting point when you, when you said that, that you've had eight sockets for, for the last couple of years. You know, imagine if you had then a running blade with eight additional sockets. That would be a lot of sockets, first of all. But also just the time that you will not be able to, to actually get out there and get active. Because either you were waiting for a new socket or... It, it simply didn't fit. And also there's just this, this is hard for me to explain to you, Andrew, uh, as a non-amputee, but, but so, so, so the, the socket is, is obviously made for you, but you also get used to the very, very small bits and pieces of your socket. Most of yep. them are handmade, to right? So you get yep. used to very small bits and pieces and two sockets, even though they are made on the same cast, they, they are never 100% the same. When I'm, I'm, I'm used to, to the socket that I'm walking on, putting on a, an activity blade directly on my socket, it just feels you know, natural because that is what I'm used to. If I had two that were supposed to be the same, they would not always, they, they would not feel the same because then the weight would be different or the, the, the carbon laminate would be different in it or the stiffness would be different in it. Um, yeah. So it just feels natural. And also just the thought of, you know, having an activity prosthesis lying there that I would not be able to use because I was waiting for a socket or it didn't really fit. You know, that would, that would be a big frustration for me as well. And, and that's me. I mean, I've had mine for about a year and a half of my two years, but between mm-hmm. 
nerve damage, my neuromas. And, you know, and when you are running, you really want a nice, tight, intimate fit. You don't want mm. any wiggle room because if you feel, and you feel every little movement, you want to know that mm. if you're leaping up in the air and neither foot is on the ground in mid run, that that leg is still facing the same direction and not off even a little bit. Cause I have kicked my other ankle with that that blade. And that, that is a pain I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. Um, but yeah, I, I, I get it now. I understand why you say that. I mean, I feel like in, in our world that most people barely get a socket in a leg and we feel blessed to be able to have that. So, but it does make sense. And, and it's good. I'm glad that that was a question that someone came up with. Actually, it wasn't a question. She said she was going to go back to her prosthetist and get a second socket so she can get a blade, but I'm hoping she's listening. And knowing that that's not the right way to go because you want that fit. Um, I'm, I don't know what you are last, but I'm a skin fit socket. Are you skin fit yeah. or are you liner? I'm skin fit. Yeah. So skin fit, especially if there's even any little bit of seam that you can't even see with the naked eye, your skin feels yeah, it. Exactly. And I've had them go in just to sand that down. Where I really, really value, uh, you know, prosthetists and, and, and the industry is that what, what they're really good at is making the, those sockets that really fits to, to your needs and they know exactly how to do it, right? And I've had two before where, you know, they were just never the same. So when I have a socket that really fits and it's really right, then, you know, I, I didn't want to change it for anything else. Right. So. Yeah. Starting over is, and when you do need to, that's like, it's bad because you know that there's going to be a learning curve <laughs> and that's going to be like the first really couple is, I, I always, I always mentally put in a month in, in my mind. Yes. yes. To, uh, you know, I, there, there was um, one of my friends, she told me at one point, you know, it must be the same as when I'm buying a, a pair of high heels I, yes. I need to, <laughs> I need to, I, what do you say? Yeah, I need to wear them and, and they will yeah, get used to my feet. Break them in. You got to break it in. Break it in. Exactly. So there's yeah. a breaking in period in, in a socket as well. And and that's one of the absolute reasons why I'm sticking to one socket and not two. No. And that makes yeah. sense. Especially when you're active, you're definitely beaten in it harder, you know, than just walking, you know? And so you get those raw marks. Like, cause my socket is like all the way up in my groin. And so yep. I will wear that raw for the first couple of weeks. You mm. know, you just, you keep putting salve on there and every day you hope that it's going to be good enough. And then you wait and you wait and you do about a week or so. And then you finally that calms. And so, yeah, once you get that fit, you want to, you want to hold on to that. And then you pray that you don't lose a lot of weight or gain a lot of weight and have to get a new socket because that's horrible. So if someone were to want to, um, connect with you guys what is the best avenue for them to connect with you to find out more about your products i, I do want to ask a couple more questions on that a little short questions but i do want to wrap it up um, i know you guys are starting your day out and I, i'm my bed's calling calling my name but uh how how could someone reach out to you so uh the best way to get in touch with us personally is to uh, follow us on levitate.sport on instagram and uh, just send us a direct message. We're, we're always checking it. Either Les or myself or one of the employees will uh, will will uh, will talk to you straight away. Um, so that's the that's the number one way. We also have a, a website. It's called letslevitate.com. 
Um, there's a chatbot there. We 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 also manage that equally to the to the Instagram direct messages. Either of those two platforms are, are the best to get instant uh, or instant uh, a rea- instant reaction from us, or in, and just get in touch with us straight away. Uh, I said in, in regards to the sales catalog, yes, we do have one. We also have uh, mu- much more product information on our website. Uh, you'll be able to see different uh, the different plates we have. We also have loads of pictures on our Instagram, uh, where you'll be able to see what kind of products we have that are directly on the website. Okay, I was going to say that they can find, I will make sure I put in your Instagram and your website on the description for the podcast so they can yeah. see that. If you all missed it, it'll be there for you. Just really quick, yeah. what are the options for above knee? Because there are actually a couple options, like two, I think there's like maybe two major options and shape. And then also the below knee. Well, what, are, what are the couple options there are for above knee and below knee with your products? Yeah, so basically both of our, our products, the J-shape J and C-shape, it comes in a kit with everything you need to install it. And very easiest way to get started would be to get a C-kit. It fits most people, both above and below knee. It comes with height adjustability and it comes with uh, distance pieces and whatever you need to, to install it either directly onto your socket or onto your, um, onto your knee. For for the for the J blade version, it's it also comes in a kit with height adjustability and everything that you need for that one. The the C uh, kit is kind of out of the box, install it directly. Whereas the J blade, if you were to adjust it in height, you were to of it. So okay. C C blade out of pocket, uh, out of box, easy to install whether you are above or below the knee. Okay. J-blade, you can also use above and below the knee, but you will have to adjust it to your height. And so you can get, uh, both those shapes are for both above and below knee. Yes. Okay. Now I've seen you use the J. Yeah, I use both actually. Okay, the one I'm picturing that I usually see you in is a J shape. It's very yeah. long and then it curves at the very end. My question to you, when it comes to the knee joint for you, does the knee mm-hmm. joint come with the J? And is, is it a lockable one and a resistance? So, can you design the resistance on it? Yeah, no. Um, so currently we don't have knees. Okay. We have the blades. Okay. So most people uh, that are below the knee amputees, they just get the kit and they, they go for that. And then they run uh, or do different kinds of sports. The for the above the knee amputees, um, most people they have a knee that is compatible with our products that you can install okay. directly on. Um, so that's that's two options that we have currently. Got it. All right, cool, very good. All right, so I'm going to ask you one last question: What makes you different from any other product that's out there, and why why would you be the go-to guys? Well, first of all, our product is is made of different materials. So we we can go down to the product uh, description, right? We we talked about our product being a little bit stronger, a little bit long, longer lasting. Um, we like to think it looks pretty cool, um, but I think above and beyond what we do that's different from anyone else is granting freedom back to the to the amputee. So if you want to be part of a movement where you're in a community that aims to change the lives of amputees in a way that we give the, the freedom of decision back into your hands. And um, that's what we aim to do, meaning you're able to 
buy your own products, you're able to mount your own products, you're able to demount your own products, attach them, right. put them onto whatever else you have. Um, there's a lot less uh, corporate friction with 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 levitate. Uh, we believe that an amputee should be the master of their whatever is on their body is that's what they own, um, and that's that's really the message behind our products currently, and also what we will build in the future. It's all about giving the decision back into your hands, making sure that you can decide for yourself what you're wearing and what time and how you're switching it and how you're controlling it. Um, that's what levitate is. Uh, of course, at the same time, growing a huge community where when you're part of the community, everybody will support one another. That means you have any questions, you have any feedback, you want to meet up, you want to come in and, and exercise with us, play basketball with us. Um, you're a part of a group now that's, uh, that, that's, that's a community that, that really support each other. Um, and that's why Levitate is a different aspect from, say, the traditional version of, of a company that may just sell through a prosthetist. Uh, but other than that, uh, maybe not do much for you. Um, at the same time, we'll be we'll be supporting you with exercises that you can use with um, with videos of how to do uh, everything you need to you need to, uh, and really try and help amputees to get into the the, the second half or at least the, the second three quarters of the 21st century, uh, which is all about you know self ownership, digitizing digitizing the information. And, and building a, a great community around it. Yeah. All in all, Last just day, I mean, empowering you to, to live that active life. I was waiting for you to actually use the word. You have to use the word because it's really, it is all about empowerment and the fact that it's a choice that we get to make, not a choice made for us. Um, and that choice should be readily available. It shouldn't be such a fight to live a normal life. Yeah. And that's, I think, I want to just to reiterate, I was kind of hoping you'd take everything we talked about and kind of throw it into a summary at the end, because I think it was important enough to hear it again. Last, do you have anything that you would like to add? Yep, you actually, because you said if we could sum it up. So, mm -hmm. so Levitate is an out-of-the-box solution for you as an amputee to have an active life. I mean, you go back to one word and truly, I think that is truly the word of 2021 is empowerment. Absolutely. And I think that's great. If you're curious, if you if you just want to get some advice, if you want to talk to us, if you just want to hear what we can do, if if we have an opportunity to help you, by all means, just get in touch. Uh, write us a message on Instagram. Get in touch with us on our website. Mm -hmm. We'll be more than happy to speak with you uh, and see if there's anything that that we can do to 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 help you in any way um, to get to get back to that active life. Yeah, and then they mean it too. They've uh, they've responded a million times to me, so it's it's true true to word there. Um, it has been an amazing day um, getting to know you guys, getting to know your product, getting to know the company, and uh, and I'm I'm loving the mission. I really am. I'm I'm buying into that mission, and I love it. So thank you guys for spending some really odd hours together today. <laughs> Um, I appreciate your time and uh, I really look forward to uh, future endeavors. Thank you. There you have it. Levitate out of Copenhagen, Denmark, their products and their mission. And uh, I just hope you learned a little something and I really hope you give them a shout out on Instagram and connect with them. Um, go to levitate.sport on Instagram or letslevitate.com on the web to get in touch with them and to see their product line. And now for our call to action. As we spoke today with Levitate Sport, we talked about empowerment 
and empowering the amputee to take control of their own life, their own course of action. And in this episode, using a sports blade, being active. So the call to action this week is, what are you doing to empower yourself, to allow yourself the decisions to do what you want to do when you want to do them? What's holding you back? We want to um, raise you up, let you know that you are good enough and you are strong enough to do what it is that you want to do. But it is a mind over matter moment. You have to get mentally prepared. You have to be mentally tough. And you need to make the decision now. What is it you want more than anything in this world that you feel amputation is holding you back? Or for that matter, anybody, what's holding you back from accomplishing the goal in your life? It's time to start looking inward at yourself and where it is that you need to take yourself, um, what mindset you need to get yourself into to accomplish that goal that you want. So for this next week, figure out what it is that's holding you back. Make a plan, decide that you're going to do it and do it. And you know what? As always, let me know. Put a comment in the uh, comment section on my website at www.beawarrior360.com. And um, I would love to hear from you. What is it that you are excited about? What have you um, empowered yourself to do? What have you, what hole have you climbed out of to accomplish that? What mountain are you trying to climb? Um, let's be there for each other because that's what it's all about community. Just like Levitate Sports says, one of the best things that they've got going is that they don't just give a product out and make a good product and make it affordable for the average person, but they also are building a community of like-minded individuals wanting to help each other. That's what we all need. We need that support. No matter what walk of life we're in, no matter what hand we're dealt, we need a group of individuals that will be there to support us along the way. So until next time, be healthy, be happy, be you.